You're listening to Radio 1190, KBCU Boulder's Headbangers Bash. This is Lane here with um, Scott uh, from Skeleton Witch. Awesome. And I'm going to be doing an interview right now for you. So um, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself, uh, just some background information for everybody. Sure. Uh, I, I play the left-handed guitar in Skeleton Witch. Uh, I've been in this band since the beginning, which was oh, about 12 years ago or so. Uh, and we play, uh, I guess, a mix of black thrash death metal. And we've been touring all over the world for the last, oh, you know, 10, 11 years. I mean, we, we, after a few years of starting this band, we toured and toured and toured. And uh, myself and the other guitarist, Nate, are the, are the only original members, but we've been doing this thing for the, the whole time and have been all over the world. And it's, it's been a blast. Awesome. Yeah, that black and thrash sound is something that I really like about Skeleton Witch. It's definitely a um, combination that is unique to a lot of um, bands right now, at least on college campuses, anyway, that um, our people are listening to around the station. So it's um, nice to hear something nice. like that. Do you have any, do you have any like, other black thrash bands that you're really into? Um, you know, I listen to a lot of uh, like just original like black metal, like uh, early stuff like Venom, and then as well it's like er- later than that with like Mayhem and that sort of thing. But not um, like American black metal bands, really. Yeah. I think that you're the only uh, American group that I listen to regularly. Oh wow, that's awesome! Thanks. Mm-hmm. So um, there's been 14 shows uh, on this tour so far for the Decibel Magazine, 2016. And this is going to be the 15th show. How's the tour going so far? Uh, it's been killer. Uh, it's really fun to be on a tour when you genuinely love every band on it. Uh, the last Tribulation record that they uh, put out was one of my favorite records that year. Uh, I've been a High on Fire fan since they put out you know, the very first album, Art of Self-Defense. Yep. I, I saw them on that tour when I was 16. Hell yeah. <laughs> so like, I go way, way back with that band. And, I mean, how can you not, if you love black metal, be into, you know, something that Abbott has done, whether it's exactly. whether, whether you're one of those guys that only likes early Immortal and doesn't like the late, later stuff, or you're like me who likes all of the Immortal stuff. And I love the Eye record. And the new Abbott record rips pretty hard, too. So it, night after night, like, we, we, we play, which is our favorite thing in the world to do. Then we get off stage and usually have a couple of beers and get to watch all those bands play and then hang out with those people afterwards. So it's super fun and like kind of and, and it's, it's funny I, I sent my brother a, a, a picture the other day of Matt Pike and I like hanging out in the yeah. green room with our arm around each other I, I posted it online yep and he was like man that made me kind of emotional I remember <laughs> when I, t- I took your little ass to that show and like you were so excited and you were such a little kid and like just learning to play guitar and looked up to that dude and it's crazy that you guys are like buddies now and stuff so it's awesome I love it that's fantastic yeah this lineup is amazing I saw it and like it was it's crazy. Just all the best bands um, on tour right now are on this tour. So <laughs> that's that's rad. Yes, that's great to hear. And I, I like. I also like a diverse bill, and I think this is definitely that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there aren't. You know, you see the, your 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 tours that are just eight of the most brutal, intense death metal blast beat like crazy bands. And I think those bands. You know, depending on where you're at on that, where you're at in the lineup on that tour. It might be awful because people get sort of desensitized after mm-hmm. you know three hours of just straight blast beats. Yes, exactly. if you're the, if you're the band playing the fourth hour of blast beats, I feel sorry for you because people are like, oh god, yeah. this is too much. <laughs> so I think it's great that there's not that much similarity between all the bands. I think that makes for a more fun, interesting night. Yep, definitely. 
So um, you have a new vocalist in yeah. Skeleton Witch. What was that transition like? How did it affect uh, like the group dynamic in the band? I know it's hard to have new people come into something that you've been working on for such a long time. What was that change in dynamic like? Yeah, yeah, uh, that's a great question. It was, uh, it, it's definitely different, but the uh, it's hard to articulate exactly how. I mean, Adam's style is much different than Chance's style was. Um, on a on a non-performance level, on just a like touring and hanging out and like social level. It you know obviously if we kicked someone out of the band there wasn't it wasn't we weren't getting along so well mm-hmm. I mean that's obviously you can infer that so on one level it, it's a breath of fresh air that you know the there's everything's really positive and the vibe is is much more pleasant um, but on a on a working level and like a, a creative level uh, Adam was really really prepared with the old material when he came to try out and then. Uh, immediately, you know, after the first tryout, I sent him demos of some new stuff I was writing and asked him to put, write lyrics and put vocals on it. And uh, he, he really knocked it out of the park very quickly. He, he, I think he saw this as, a, as, a, as a, a pretty good opportunity for someone who's been in a lot of different bands all of his life. And he wants to, do, he wants to be a musician more than anything. So he structured his life to playing in bands and, and not worrying about, you know, money or having a quote-unquote good job you know he's not trying to get an office job and raise a family he wants to be out on the road and and doing this kind of stuff so he was easy to work with because he was so driven and so prepared to do that that he stepped in and it and it it was a lot less weirder than you'd think it was like huh he's killing it and he's really fun to hang out with and he's like a good dude and it's this is weird. <laughs> yeah. So it sounds like the transition could have really gone as smoothly as possible. Yeah. All, th- all things yeah. considered, absolutely. I mean, you know, there's, there's, and now that we're 15 chosen to the tour, it's even better because, you know, there's always, you feel each other out on stage when you're playing. Like some guys, you know, when you're in a live scenario, we don't play to a click track, we don't use triggers. Mm-hmm. It's all, uh, so if the, if the drummer plays faster, we have to keep up or play slower, we have to pull back. So you see how, you, you see how, everybody reacts in that situation and so you, you get to know a guy's quirks after you know 10 years with chance you know oh he's gonna go a lot faster he's gonna follow dustin and we're gonna this is gonna get crazy or he's gonna try to pull him back and stuff so there's this little bit of like feeling each other out things on stages that are now like really smoothed out and, it, and now it feels really like second nature which is you know you at first you're like it's the new guy it's new people you know how are they going to react to adam and of course we're thinking about it a little bit so that's on your mind and now there's none of that on our mind it's like we're, we're like a finely tuned machine at this point awesome so your new song that you have out right now well of despair i really enjoy and especially the lyrics on that song so um adam wrote the lyrics yeah. on that song awesome yeah definitely a, an awesome track and that's going to be on the new ep yeah that is going to be coming out here pretty soon from yes. my understanding oh uh, yeah we don't have an official release date and that is due to vinyl pressing plants mm-hmm. we're, we're waiting to hear back when we can physically have records in hand because vinyl is really important to us obviously we could re- release it digitally right now but uh I, we want to wait till the vinyl's in hand and have it coincide with the digital release so uh, we will let you know soon when it's going to be out. But, uh, but yeah, Adam wrote the lyrics to that. I mean, he wrote all the lyrics to all the songs. And he even wrote parts for Nate to do backing vocals wow, uh, on nice. the EP. And on, and on every song on the EP, there are some backing vocals by Nate. And on the last track, which hasn't been released yet, of course, uh, all of us are doing, like, gang backing vocals at the very end. It's yeah. like, it ends the, the EP ends with us, like, 
I guess, figuratively and literally backing Adam like on, on vocals, which I thought was a good idea, which was his idea. So he brings a lot to the table uh, lyrically and, and also as far as songwriting. Like I, I worked closely with him on the last track on the EP um, as far as like where the vocal vocal patterns would be, and that's something in the, we didn't do in the past. We, Nate and I would write the music and be like, here it is, guys. Write more interesting drum parts than this drum machine we have Evan write bass lines you know Chance put lyrics on it and there we go and then you know and Chance would have the the some dynamic ideas I don't want to sell him short he did contribute like some catches and you know let's play this part a little more but but like no one ever really talked with him where exactly lyrics would go or like had a certain spot in mind like please sing like this on this spot it, uh, he just didn't really work like that and with Adam I was like here's what I'm envisioning and I told him and what I thought, and he's and the rest of the song kind of clicked for him. He wrote around like my idea for the lyrics, so I think it's moving forward. It's nice to have someone who's you can really you can it can take constructive criticism and can dish it out too. Like yeah. he told me some stuff like, "Man, I don't know, this part's kind of weird," and I was like, "Oh, dang, yeah. Adam, all right, all right, good. I I appreciate the honesty. Like I can take it. It's cool. Like so, it it's yeah. I can't wait to write more stuff because this EP is just the beginning of things getting rolling with him." Awesome. I'm glad you guys found someone with some good work ethic. Definitely, um, I think, a great choice for the band, both how he sounds and um, what he's bringing to the table, which is awesome. So um, aside from all the stuff with Skeleton Witch, when, with the music industry right now, with people like Lemmy and David Bowie's passing, where do you think the industry is um, headed and where, it's, I guess, where, where do you think it's at now and the future, oh, specifically man. on rock and metal? Man, I don't know. Uh, that's a really, really tough question. Uh, I know that, I mean, there's not a lot of money to be made, especially in rock and metal, metal particularly. Uh, but, I mean, I do this because I love it. You know, it's it's a blast. So, I obviously, we worry a little bit about, you know, we ha it takes money to fill the gas tank of this van that we're sitting in. It mm -hmm. takes money to, to eat on the road. So, to an extent, it is a business, and we have to be concerned about the bottom line. But, ultimately, that's we're not in this business for business reasons. So I try not to worry too much about the climate. And I think that support at shows, selling t-shirts, selling merch, and, and actually touring will sustain us no matter what happens with the industry, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Because bands today do not, they make little to nothing, especially in extreme metal off record sales. Yeah. And Spotify pays like nothing. Spotify is, is really terrible for artists. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a convenient thing to have because you can listen to almost anything, anytime. Yeah. But it's really, it's a horrible business model for, for, for artists. So we'll see. I think some things will have to get sussed out in that regard because I, I also don't think it's a profitable business yet for them either. So those, I think there'll have to be some sort of reconciliation between the artists and those streaming services because they're not making money as a whole. And, and artists certainly are not making money off of them. And record labels were greedy when they sold a lot of their like catalogs all at once to to those services yeah. and took all this money, and then when that money runs out, they agreed to some really bad royalty rates for for moving forward in the future for a lump sum up front. So it'll be interesting. I really don't know where it's gonna go, but as long as we can play shows and get in front of people and actually literally f physically be here in front of people and sell a T-shirt and and sell a ticket, like we'll be all right. And and uh and that's what I care about more than anything. But. That and vinyl sales are, are, are a thing that's, that's actually doing pretty well right now, which yeah. is rad. Uh, I, I still 
occasionally work at a record store that my buddy owns when I'm not on the road. Nice. Yeah, and I love it. So I've always been a vinyl fan. I still buy vinyl all the time. So that, that makes me happy, too. So vinyl is definitely a solid part of the future, I think, too. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I mean, I'm addicted to vinyl. I mean, like, that's where all my money goes, really. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so that that's awesome. And um, so with uh, there's a lot of support still, as you were saying, for even with a changing music industry to go out and see shows and support bands. Um, what would you uh, give as some advice to a band that's starting out, like where maybe where Skeleton Witch was in 2003 or 2004 um, right now? Any t- tips to them? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, <clears throat> I would say do your best to, op- like if you can, get on the show when bands come through town, when touring bands come through, you know, get to know the promoters, build yourself an audience around town, and make your, create value for your band. Like, you, unfortunately, there are so many bands out there that are willing to, to, to do whatever. Uh, you need something to stand out, whether uh, uh, you need to have value for your band. Uh, you know, people complain, like, we never get to open any shows, we never get to do this, and our band's awesome. And I'm like, well, did you work? Did you meet promoters? Did you talk to them? Have you, have you networked? Or do How many people come to your shows? And like, well, music's awesome. Like, that's great, but if no one shows up, when you're at that level, that's what they care about is like, why would we put you on this show? Great, there's a lot of bands whose music's awesome that don't go anywhere. They, they care about bands that want to work hard, that understand how a show works. I mean, there's, there's so many times where we show up to a show. Uh, like, the, the ongoing joke is like, local band that has a Neil Peart-sized drum kit and tries to play for two hours. And it's yep. like, dude, you guys live here. You can play any time you want for these people. This is your hometown. And, it, and it, I don't mean to sound it's like in, in your town, like your deal is like, hopefully you can draw some people to the show, uh, you know, get a reputation for opening for larger bands and get in front of them so they might consider taking you on tour and, and get on and off quickly and professionally and do it. And, and there's so many times when like the local legends get mad because their set wasn't long enough or that, you know, they got yelled at because they had gear all over the damn venue in the way or they had a, like a monstrous drum kit that the dude spent 30 minutes trying to break down on stage they don't realize is that when you get to a bigger level it's a, a really really tight it's really tightly run and, and it's a a pretty streamlined thing and i think they're just not very business oriented yeah and they're and and and, and they get butthurt when bands come through town and sort of steamroll them and it's like dude, we're on a different level of of like how things work than than a lot of local bands so just pay attention be aware network get out there add some you know value to your band get people to come to your shows and then trade shows with other bands out mm-hmm. of town and and just work hard and that's what we did, and then and, and we're still doing it. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So um, about wrapping up right now, but one more question. Is there anything uh, you'd like to say to fans out there that are listening? Uh, just thank you. If anyone has supported us in any way, whether it's, you know, ticket to a show or bought a T-shirt or high-fived us, let us crash on their floor, you know, in the past. Uh, you know, that we have the best job in the world, and we don't take that for granted. Uh, so we really do appreciate everything anyone does for, for Skeleton Witch. So thank you. Awesome, and thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Hey, uh, likewise. I appreciate the time.